Next on BYU Sports Nation, Cougar Hoops, home of the best in the West Coast Conference. Tyler Haas and Jen Hampson sweep Conference Player of the Year honors. BYU men's basketball coach Dave Rose is in studio to preview the West Coast Conference Tournament. Plus, BYU baseball's finally home. Coach Mike Littlewood with his show debut on Rivalry Day. And BYU football back to work. Day one of spring football reveals some gridiron hot topics. Which former BYU quarterback is now working closely with Taysom Hill. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hello, Tuesday, March the 4th. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, a man who will live in infamy for his honorary first pitch at a BYU baseball game. Yep. Wherever and however you may be listening. Great to have you with us. Let's go for the win right from the start. The West Coast Conference Awards announced BYU with a sweep at the top. Yeah, nice job. Nice job, everybody. Tyler Haas and Jennifer Hampson both named Conference Player of the Year on their respective sides. We'll tell you the last time that happened for BYU. Bracketology, BYU a 12-seed, 7th to last team in still, playing number 5-seed Oklahoma in Spokane, according to Joe Lenardi of ESPN. So the Cougars drop from an 11 to a 12-seed, but they still remain the 7th to last team in. Now, TeamRankings.com has an interesting bite or an interesting standpoint in the percent chance you can get into the tournament, Jerem. Yeah, 88% chance, and so they give an at-large uh, 61% chance for BYU and then 27% chance percent chance for the auto bid. So BYU looking good in their chances to make the tournament. Pat Forty is a college football guy, but he said that he is picking BYU to win the West Coast Conference tournament, which is uh, gutsy because they so haven't... did you re- just take away his basketball credibility? Well, a little bit. Like, I mean, I, I well, reckon, he doesn't know what he's talking about with basketball, but he thinks that BYU is going to win I, in, in Vegas. He's, he's <laughs> a sportsman. Like, he's, he's a sports personality for sure. I'm, I'm not going to question his... Credibility, but I will say I, I recognize him as a college football guy first, and now he's taking a risk on BYU basketball to win the conference tournament for the first time in 13 years. Is it that big a risk? They're the two seed. They have a good chance of winning the tournament. When's the last time they won the tournament? Oh, one. Exactly. What, what is those, so, yeah, it's a risk. What does 04 and 08 and 2011 have to do with this year? Nothing. If you're not the first seed, then you're not the favorite. Correct. But you're the two seed. You're the second most likely team to win. You're not the number one seed, and you haven't won in 13 years. <laughs> he, you think he knows that BYU hasn't won in 13 years? He has no clue. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's a college football guy. It's interesting. So who cares it's what he just thinks? interesting. About hoops. Bracket Matrix. BYU the fifth to last team in, most likely an 11 seed. They are in 56 of 68 brackets. There were 82 brackets on there for the majority of the time we were reporting on this. For some reason, they have Shaved dropped that to 14. 68. I'm guessing to go along with the 68 teams that get in the tournament so they can be cohesive that way. I don't know. But BYU in 56 of the 68 brackets as an 11 seed. Spring football is back. Taysom Hill working on his mechanics with a guy named John Beck. We got a call from John last Joe week. Joe Beck. Joe Beck. Not to be confused with Jobeck. Job Beck. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Beck told us the day before the official news broke last week, and, and if you missed it, the BC Lions of the Canadian Football League have signed Beck, former NFL second-round pick, who had a six-year NFL career. And he cool. told he told me, look, I'm, a lot of guys will play for a few years and then be like, okay, I'm, I'm done. He said, I am nowhere near, in my mind, ready to, to stop playing football. Well, hopefully he gets some run and can stay in the CFL. Ben Cahoon turned... Uh his career and pretty successful in the CFL, so hopefully Beck can do something uh, there. And 
ESPN2 occasionally broadcasts some of those games during the summer, not to mention watch ESPN. So those might be available on uh, some technological vice, device that you have. He can play. I'm glad he's getting an opportunity. He was almost the Washington Redskins, uh, Redskins starter a few years ago. Like he, he was neck and neck between he and Rex Grossman. That, he can obviously still play. RG, the original RG3. Yes. That's Rex Grossman that. the third. He's, <laughs> he's the third. He's RG3. <laughs> Join our conversation with the hashtag BYUSN, that hashtag giving BYU fans a 24-7 channel to link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, have your say. And sound off on today's Twitter question. We're opening it up to you. We turn the rise and shout over to you. Hashtag BYUSN. Tweet us your vote for who gets today's rise and shout and why. Use hashtag BYUSN on Twitter. There are a lot of different directions you can go with you this. You go Tyler Hawes, Jennifer Hampson. You go Taysom Hill. You could go Nick Kurtz. You could go who, who do you want? Weigh you- in. You can go LeBron James. Nope. 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 Don't do LeBron. We're talking BYU. Yes, BYU, rise and shout. Connections. Yep. Even though he had 61 points last night, which is super neato. Yeah, that is, that is great. BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. On demand at org. You can listen to the rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern. Big changes coming to the show in less than 48 hours, oh, by the way. That's right. We'll be simulcast on BYU TV from the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Vegas starting... 48 hours from now. Yes. Minus five minutes. Thursday. Thursday. Simulcast. Watch it on BYU TV. See what you've been hearing. It's alive. You can watch it online as well. Watch it, watch it on your uh, Roku, <laughs> on your iPhone, your iPad. You have no excuse Android. not to get involved. Yeah. Totally, totally available. Thursday. R- rise and shout for that. And also, because it's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Players of the Year. That pass by Carlino. Haas takes it right back and takes it in. Tyler Haas, the best in the West. And Jennifer Hampson. It's a 10-0 run for the Cougars. Amy Kame trying to stop it. That's the third block shot by Hampson. And a foul on Amy Kame. I love the fan trolling there. That's right! You just got stopped! Jennifer Hampson won Defensive Player of the Year as well. Who does that? Who wins Conference Player of the Year, which is usually an offensive designation, and then wins the Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, that's the first time that's happened in West Coast Conference history, apparently, with the women. She averaged over four blocks a game. Best in the nation. 6-7 and awesome. We'll start with Tyler and the men, however. Tyler's numbers off the charts good as a junior at BYU. He had a streak of five or six games where he was averaging over 30 a game. I mean, there's him, and then there's Doug McDermott of Creighton, I think, that can can claim that distinction this year. It's interesting because Tyler essentially averaged, what, about a point more per game, but because Gonzaga didn't crush everyone or have an elite player... Tyler Haas wins it, whereas last year he was probably the third best player, maybe fourth in the conference. Olenek, Pangos, Delavadova, Haas. That's probably some something like that, three or four. But this year, Tyler Haas is the guy because BYU's the two seed. Winning yields awards like this. Not only that, but he, he played well when eyes were on him. ESPN games. I mean, he, he just yeah, did. You're right. He didn't play well in... In Spokane last year, and so if, if you go like two points or four points up there, 
you can't possibly be player of the year. Yeah. But this it, year, in a loss, scored 23 in and, Spokane. And that was one of his meh games. 20, 23. Isn't that funny? In a loss. That's his average, like 24. The guy's, the guy's an unbelievable scorer. So congratulations to Tyler Haas. His buddy Kyle Collinsworth also on the first team, all-conference as a sophomore, off of his mission. That's a big deal. Much like Tyler Haas was. If, if BYU can produce all-conference players the year after their mission, I mean the season right after, that's good because you're expecting guys to get better on the team and to add good pieces. I don't know how used to that we should get. Because not, not. that has it's to be a, the exception. It's yes. just happened two years in a row, which is crazy. Very much the exception. Although BYU fans are going to hold a high standard to one Nick Emery when he gets back, Eric Mika, TJ Haas, they're going to expect these guys to be able to play right away. 2016-17, everyone thinks that that's going to be a huge year. I think it's the next year Eric, where it's even bigger. Eric Mika going to Rome, Italy on his LDS mission. He leaves in May, but he was named to the all-freshman team. Matt Carlino gets an honorable mention. Not bad for a guy who spent most of his season coming off the bench. Playing starter minutes, but still coming off the bench. No, There is no second team, by the way, in the West Coast Conference. There are ten players on the first team, and then there's just honorable well, mentions. It's not even first team. It's just the team. It's the all. That's the West Coast there's Conference. team. The team. Yep. Yeah. Now we go to Jen Hampson. Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. As Jaron mentioned, the first time that's ever happened in the West Coast Conference. Averages a double-double. Nation's leading shot blocker. She was getting hype as a first-team All-American after BYU's home win against Gonzaga. So some, she might people be. Are, some people are watching Jen, which is great. Tallest player in D1. And she's a pretty good free-throw shooter. Looking at you, Eric Mika. Over 70%. <laughs> like 6'7", and she can shoot the free-throw. That's impressive. She redshirts volleyball to focus on hoops. The scary thing is she's, she might be a better volleyball player. One of the greatest female athletes BYU's ever had. A first-team All-American in two different sports. That's amazing. That, pay attention to Jennifer Hampson. You're going to see her on BYU TV during the West Coast Conference Tournament starting on Friday when they open up in their quarterfinal match against the 7 or the 10 seed. Lexi Eaton, first team as well, off an ACL injury. She's just a sophomore. And congratulations to Morgan Bailey and Kim Beeson, named honorable mention. That is getting it done. So when's the last time BYU won the Men and Women's Player of the Year in the conference? Here's the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh, yeah. Tyler Haas and Jennifer Hampson gave BYU a clean sweep of the West Coast Conference Players of the Year. The last time BYU won both... 0607. Keena Young and then Danny Kubik Wright. She was the co women's player. That's the last time BYU won both. Nicely done. That's very well done. Seven years. Keena Young, for some reason they call him KT. Still not sure why they do that. But well done, BYU basketball. Topic two It's football season. Is it? The two that are going to get just worn, worn out. Uh, Nick Kurtz is here as a junior college player. And now Michael Davis, who moved over from corner um, to the, re- the original position we recruited him. Those two today just got tons and tons and tons of work, which is great. Before um, we get Mitch Matthews back, before we get Ross Oppo back, before we get our two other junior college slash transfer players coming in the fall. So that could look like the secondary in the fall. It doesn't right now. Though. And that is how we begin our spring slash winter football discussion here on BYU Sports Nation. Bronco Mendenhall on the new wide receivers getting worn out by the go-fast, go-hard offense. Nick Kurtz, mid-year enrollee, 
from a JC in tons Southern California. Hype. Tons of hype. They think he's going to be the guy to replace Cody Hoffman. And then Michael Davis, who had to play cornerback last year because of injuries, now he's getting run with the ones as wide receiver in spring. He could be an impact player in 2014. And, and so in spring you have, I don't know, I want to, I want to say 60 to 65% of what the roster is is out there. You're going to have return missionaries, you're going to have freshmen come in, and you're going to have a bunch of different guys that have been injured actually play in the fall. But for now, some guys are getting some work that aren't necessarily going to get as much work in the fall. Interesting. Now, Bronco talked a lot about Taysom, and Taysom Hill, we, we mentioned, is working with Jason and John Beck on mechanics, and this is huge for a guy that's already really good. Jason Beck, our quarterback coach, and John Beck have taken, obviously, a real interest this offseason in not only helping him in warm-up routines in terms of protocol, but also anticipation, where the ball's delivered, when it's delivered, and things that can maybe make him more proficient. What does Taysom Hill think about the difference a year can make? I'm much more comfortable. Um, I mean, it's it's night and day difference uh, from now to where I was last year, uh, simply because last year I was learning the entire new offense, and this year um, we've added a few new concepts. Uh, but for day one, um, I knew everything on the script. So I feel really comfortable, really confident now. It's just building uh, timing within the schemes with the guys that we have. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars headed to East Hartford, Connecticut on August 29th. Countdown to Connecticut. 178. Yeah, it's an awkward 10 days for us. <laughs> 178. That extra syllable is, uh, is difficult. Join our Twitter conversation on BYU Sports Nation using the hashtag BYUSN. Who gets the rise and shout today? You have a number of people to choose from. We'll get to some of your responses after the break. And when exactly did Dave Rose know he was going to change his basketball rotation? He'll tell us next in studio. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the show. I've got something in my throat. You okay there? (laughs) No, now I'm better. Yeah. Is this live? Oh, it is? Start again in three, two, and one. <laughs> Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here at Studio 2. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can also follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Starting Thursday, March 6th. Yeah, two days away. We'll be in the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation will be simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Same time, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern. See what you've been hearing. We turn the rise and shout over to you in BYU Sports Nation today. Tweet at us and vote for who deserves today's rise and shout. We will announce officially at the end of the show, but we'll get to some of your tweets in a bit. Use the hashtag BYUSN. I'm guessing that head basketball coach Dave Rose, who joins us now, is, is going to go with Tyler Haas, and, and rightly so. But first, Dave, let's go to Chicago right now. Did you get a chance to see Jimmer Fredette's debut with the Bulls? And if so, what would you think about it? Well, actually, I was really excited when uh, I kind of I got the news Friday night that it was going to happen if he could clear white waivers, and uh, he was so excited about it. And then a good friend of mine, Gar Foreman, who's the general manager of the Bulls, um, sent me a text on Sunday morning that it was done and that he was going to play. And his text to me was, "Jimmer Mady officially begins uh, in Chicago this afternoon." <laughs> and, uh, and the funny thing about it, he said, "I'm going to have to." Um, 
get rid of a lot of the bad habits that he learned in college, and I understand that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think I think the ovation that he got when he entered the game, the game was obviously over for all intents and purposes, but he got a chance to get in and get some minutes, make his first shot. But uh, he got to feel the fact that those fans are excited that he's there, and that should give him some real energy. I know that he's excited. Uh, um, you know, the text that he sent me just said, I'm just so ready for this. I've waited for so long to get into the league, and now I've waited so long for a chance to be with a team that, you know, actually, you know, will, will help him. And I think that we'll see how this works. But uh, there's a real need on that team for what he does really well, and hopefully they can find a way to make that work. That's what I want to see is meaningful buckets, and I'm really excited he has an opportunity to do that now. Yeah. Did you realize you would become a Jimmer Fredette analyst after he graduated? Because <laughs> you get I, asked all the time. I figured that the the last month I spent with Jimmer was basically traveling around collecting his awards, and uh, I, I knew then that uh, you know th- this will be a little bit different than uh, you know your normal players who you send off because he not only had you know so much credibility leaving college but uh, his you know just the reach it was so far as from yeah. one end of the country to the other and so uh, a lot of people are cheering for him and hopefully he'll do well. Dave Rose with us on BYU Sports Nation. I mentioned you're headed back to Las Vegas. Jeremy and I are going down with BYU Sports Nation. We're launching our simulcast, and we need to be well-fed. Is there is there a place we need to eat in Las Vegas? <laughs> no, I, you're, you're talking to the wrong guy. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't spend uh, a lot of time. It's one of my favorite places there, and, and it's only favorite if someone else is buying is uh, is Joe's. Okay. And, uh, in the uh, form shops, you know that's uh, a great place. But it, there's one in Chicago and there's one in Florida. But but it's a it's a it's a good place to uh, to eat and uh, pretty expensive though. So. Okay, mark it down, Jim. Duly noted. Ben Bagley is buying yes. for us at awesome. Joe's in yeah. the form shops. I didn't shops. know that. Oh oh, you're not buying for us. My bad. <laughs> How do you relax, if at all, uh, as you try and prepare and uh, for what hopes to be a championship week? Well, I, I think the most important part is to. Uh, uh, make your f- your players feel comfortable in the, the, the setting that it's going to create. This will be – it's way different. I mean, the first game of every postseason tournament is way different. The officials are different. The, the speed is different. The physicality is different. It's just intense. Everyone knows that we don't get – you don't get another game if you don't win. And so uh, um, it really incre- increases, increases the urgency. And so uh, going into the game, you, you want to make it – in the preparation feel really similar, but then let the guys know that um, and that's where you really count on you know, your veteran guys, guys who have been there before. And uh, but relaxing at this time of the year, uh, you know, is probably not in any of the guys' vocabularies. They'll try to find maybe ways to divert divert them from um, you know what's what's coming next. But we all know how important it is. How do you stay sane? Is what I really meant. Um, probably. The answer that people close to me would say is, "I don't." <laughs> but uh, you know, this has been a, a really a fun team to coach. We've had some real challenges, but I'm. Uh, I mean, in, inside is is you can't help how you feel. I always say that you, you try to maybe sometimes trick trick yourself, but you have your real feelings. And how I feel about this group is, I'm just really proud of them. I mean, we've been through some um, some tough times and had so many opportunities to kind of split off and. I think these guys are as together as any group we've had at this time of year, and 
uh, we're playing good, and hopefully we can continue to play well. Eight and seven at one point this season, then thirteen and nine. But you finished eight and one in conference play, which is remarkable. In the back half, in the back half, yeah. the back nine, if you will. What do you credit the turnaround to in the back half of the conference play? Well, I think there's a couple of things. One is uh, is that our players are really it's a tight knit group. They're really close together, and I think that helped them get through the challenge of on the court issues. Uh, um, you know, another thing is our, our our staff. I mean, between um, you know Mark and and Terry and and Tim, and the way that they not only help the guys prepare for the game and, and, and get ourselves uh, as familiar as possible with with what's happening individually, the motivation, trying to get guys to play their very best in the team concept. Um, staff has done just a, a terrific job and. Uh, and so, uh, you know, between those two things and, and then getting a little bit of confidence from a couple big wins, you know, that big win, that, that win at St. Mary's uh, has kind of eluded us for a couple years and we got it there. And then we came home and had, a, you know, the, the Zags here in the building. And so um, I think it's all kind of worked together, the, the confidence level, but uh, then some real hard work by, you know, great coaching staff and some really good players. What does it mean to have coached and uh, continue to coach the player of the year, Tyler Haas, and what, uh, he deserves the award this year? Fantastic season. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that uh, you know, postseason awards, individual awards, are really hard for me to manage at this time of year because you know who's more important to your team right now? You know, Nate Austin or Tyler Haas or Skylar Halford or. You know, Luke McDermott. I mean, Luke Worthington, and and so <laughs> that'd be uh, nice if you had Luke McDermott. Great, <laughs> Doug McDermott. Yeah, you know, I actually played with uh, a, a guy at Dixie College who uh, was on a ba- on a baseball team. It was Luke McDermott. I, I <laughs> there you go. My mind, I think of that it's all, all the time. good. But uh, you know, Luke Worthington's given just terrific minutes, and so the individual awards will come out, and these guys will all receive credit for what they've done individually. But uh, the most important thing right now is is our team and having these guys. Uh, play their best individually in the in, in you know the confines of what we do as a team. Dave Rose with us on BYU Sports Nation, the head basketball coach of BYU. Kyle Collinsworth also named first team all conference. You have two first teamers, but let's talk about the lineup changes uh, you brought in. You lose at Pacific, then you beat St. Mary's in Moraga, which was a turning point game on Matthew Delavadova night. As poetic as that was, it was fantastic. <laughs> then you come home to play Gonzaga and switch up the lineup. Bringing Eric Mika off the bench and putting Anson Winder in. When did all of these changes start to to go through your mind? Well, the, actually, it was a couple of weeks before we actually you know we did it. I, I think that uh, you know Ants was playing so well, and we were on a little bit of a winning streak, and so you hate to do it, you know, when when you're you know winning. And um, but but we we're getting great minutes from him at St. Mary's. Ants, I thought, did a terrific job on the perimeter, defending the perimeter, and. That's been a real issue for us, and and then Eric getting those two quick fouls just kind of convinced me that, you know, what if we can let Eric, you know, just have three or four or five minutes, uh, get all the whistles blown, and then get him in there and, and see if we can protect him a little bit because he's so aggressive, he's so physical, and you don't want to take that away from him. And a lot of the fouls that we were, you know, trying to just I'm trying to go through after you watch film, you, you try to explain it to him. There wasn't some real good explanations, and so uh, it's just that early they were being called, and then later it was a little bit more physical. So that's kind of what 
what prompted it to happen. And then we actually had to make the move. And what you hope is in those four players, because you're dealing with Skylar Hallford and Anson and Luke and uh, and Eric, that they all play better. And I think that's what's happened is that Anson has really turned the corner and has really helped us. I think Sky came hit a huge three against San Diego the other night. Uh, Luke has given us great minutes, and, and he gave us great minutes late in the game, a big steal late in the game on a post-entry, and, and then Eric's just been terrific all year. So, um, you know, those things have worked out for us, and, and I think that uh, the challenge is at this time of year to get a lot of guys on your roster playing their best because it's hard to ride one guy through the postseason. I know you're not that big on patting yourself on the back, but that was brilliant. I'm just that was. <laughs> It really when, was. When did you know that that was the right move? When did you realize, oh, this is this is working? I think when we started the second half at St. Mary's and and Ants was playing with so much confidence. Uh, and then we came home and wanted to play Luke, wanted to start Luke, and his shoulder was just so jacked up. We started Josh uh, against the Zags, and then and then uh, you know Lucas. But we've talked we talked about this for maybe two or three weeks before we actually decided to do it. Have the refs said anything like, hey, you're cheating the system, we're setting the tone, or anything like that? Because it's brilliant. Uh, Someone gets two fouls, then you bring Eric in. Well, you know, the thing is, is that you really have to have a great group of players to handle those issues. Because as coaches, none of us really care who start or finish. But we really care who finishes these games. If you had egos, it'd be trouble. It's really, really, really a delicate situation because – I think this has made been made a little bit easier because of uh, Matty's situation early in the year. He's been so good in embracing his role. And if you ask Matt right now, he'd probably tell you, yeah, I'd much rather start. But he'd also tell you, I'd much rather have our team winning. And, uh, you know, so the, the role that he has and uh, for him to be able to play as well as he has in that role is just, it's a, you know, a tribute to all their their character. But... I think the leader was Matt in this situation, and that made it a little bit easier. Headed to Las Vegas, BYU basketball for the West Coast Conference Tournament. Coach, we wish you best of luck against whichever team you play. You have the luxury of uh, being able to watch a couple of teams play the night before you, you take them on and uh, keep it up. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Dave Rose on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to ask Mike Littlewood, who, oh, by the way, is a former college basketball Referee in the Mountain West, and now BYU head baseball coach. What's going on in the West Coast Conference? Interesting stuff on the way on BYU Sports Nation. We also turn the rise and shout over to you. Tweet us who you think deserves the rise and shout. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, we are joined by Mike Littlewood, the baseball coach of BYU. All things from the rivalry game to West Coast Conference officiating. Keep it here. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars. 178. (laughs) Days away from taking on Connecticut and and East Hartford. Okay. Focus, Spencer. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. We are we are just it's Vegas week. We could not be more excited about it. Simulcast launches on Thursday, less than forty eight hours from now. Yeah, and also starting Thursday at two Eastern, we will broadcast twelve games from the West Coast Conference Thursday through Monday, four Thursday, four Friday, two Saturday, and two Monday plus halftime shows and bridge shows between 
pairs of games. Join us on BYU TV for hoops and lots of it starting Thursday afternoon, as well as BYU Sports Nation, the simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV starting Thursday at noon Eastern. Recapping some of our top stories, winter slash spring football underway. Taysom yeah, it's winter Hill. until like March 21st. I mean, you, you watched it first person, Jeremy. What, what was the best thing you saw yesterday? I don't know. It was on the other field, and it was way far away. <laughs> he, th- he had a uh, long completion of Michael Davis. That was nice. Jamal Williams had a couple of nice runs. I don't really know what to take away from spring quite yet. It's Well, it's one day, but it's, 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 one it's day. fun just to get out there and kind of see... Uh, see what's going on. At Steve Shaw 18 right now. He just said, on BYU TV? Yes. Yeah, it's yep, starting Steve. Thursday, simulcast on BYU TV and continues on BYU Radio. The best thing for me was Taysom Hill saying that he knows every play in on the s- book. In the script, yep. Every play. That's the difference. So, so elevate the offense in 2014. West Coast Conference Awards were announced yesterday. Tyler Haas and Jennifer Hampson sweep for BYU in Players of the Year honors of... Uh, Multiple players, at least honorable mention, are named to the first team. Not the first team, but just the who was, team. Who is dishonorably mentioned? That's a Dis- real question. Dishonorable mention. You were not even mentioned. <laughs> who knows? Hey, guess who's making his BYU Sports Nation debut today? It's BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood. His team will be making their official home debut tonight after three weeks on the road. And the home debut, fittingly, is against rival Utah. Coach, what can you tell us about that rivalry between the Utes and Cougars? Well, I know it. Um, I can speak to clear back to 85 through 88 when I played here. And it was, uh, it was pretty heated then. You know, I think there's a – I know there's, there's a mutual respect between the programs. Um, you know, if there wasn't, all these games wouldn't be so heated. And they're not one-sided. I mean, every – it doesn't matter how good one of the teams is and how bad one of the teams is in a particular year. They're always tight games, and so that's the one thing we know. We talked to our team about yesterday. It's going to come down to making a play, getting a big hit, um, executing here and there. It, it just seems like it always does. And that game's important. In the past, it seems like uh, BYU and Utah just played one home and one road against each other, but you have two home, two road. How important is the series with Utah to be able to maintain that? Yeah, I think it's I think it's very important. I mean, it, it's in-state bragging rights, it's recruiting rights, and you know, you just um, it's just something. It's a feather in your cap when you can when you can beat uh, your your rival. And so, I think the four games is is good. Anybody can go out one game and and win a game. Doesn't really matter. But when you when you put four games in front of you, um, if you can win three of the four, I mean, it, it kind of shows that you're the better team. And and uh, I wish we could play them on a weekend where we could just go head to head. I mean, that would be that would be tremendous. But obviously the schedules don't work out that way. So we'll take the two, you know, just spotted here and there on a Tuesday night. And um, we treat them as league games uh, in our program. BYU head baseball coach Mike Littlewood on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Coach, you get out to a 1-8 and eight start. Then you come back to St. George. You sweep Seattle for three straight wins. Obviously the baseball season is a grind. There's a lot of games. How do you keep your guys motivated when you get off to a little bit of a rough start very early in the season? Well, you know, I won't lie. It was tough, um, especially with the Kansas series. I mean, we had leads in three of the four games, took one into extra innings. Um, it's amazing. The first game, we first game, Desmond Polson's cruising. We're up 4-2 in the sixth. And in, in this order, a ball goes through our second baseman's legs. The guy steals second. Um, we catch the ball at short to tag him, and it comes out of our glove. And then the next ball, we miss a pop-up, next ball home run. 
game's tied. I mean, it happened that quick, and it seemed like everything kind of like, uh-oh, we're fighting, we're just swimming upstream, fighting against ourselves, you know. And it took a little bit, personnel, some personnel changes, trying to fit the pieces of the puzzle together with a lot of new guys. We've talked about some JC guys and high school guys and return missionaries. Just trying to see who, who fits in, and who's going to kind of take us to the next level with this team and understand that we can win. And so it, it was a different feeling uh, in the dugout against Seattle last week. And hopefully we can just keep carrying that on. We have the personnel to be to be really, really good. But um, we've always told our guys, especially the older guys, you can't in athletics afford to underachieve. And I think if you talk, just ask, and they look you right in the eye, our older guys, they've been underachieving a little bit. And so we need them to play to their potential. And our young guys are doing a great job just kind of hanging in there. So, you know, we'll figure it out. And I think last week was a good indication of what, what our potential is. Mike Littlewood, BYU baseball head coach, is on BYU Sports Nation. You can listen to BYU versus Utah, the home opener tonight, 8 Eastern, on BYU Radio. You can also watch it on the W.TV. You make the West Coast Conference Tournament last year, the four-team tournament, uh, with a great late-season run with a uh, good group. But the cost of success is draft picks sometimes. Jacob Hanneman goes to the Cubs. Jacob Brugman, Adam Law, Adam Miller, all drafted, all leave. How do you replace guys like that? Well, you know, it seems like through the years that, that when we were really going to the junior college down at uh, Dixie, we would have three to five guys drafted every year. But I think when you get things rolling, guys are looking forward to stepping into those to those shoes. Brennan Lund's doing a nice job in center field for us, um, filling in for Hanneman. And really, uh, Dylan Robinson at third base filling in for, for Adam Law, although he's not the dynamic player Adam is. Um, he's, he's one of our top hitters right now playing great defense. And so it seems like always – the, the one thing we don't have this year that we maybe lost in, really in, in Law, Hanneman, and Brugman, is that, is that like home run threat. When he comes up in the lineup, other teams are kind of nervous about him. And they, even though he's not up for two or three innings, you're thinking about the guy that, how do you pitch this guy? Because you don't want to have to get to this guy an extra time in the lineup. So uh, we have the potential to have those kind of guys in our lineup this year. Kelton Caldwell is doing a great job. But, you know, they, they just need to prove it on the field. To, to create that fear in other teams, and right now we just don't have that. We just we have one through nine good solid hitters, but somebody will replace those guys. I mean, it seems impossible uh, right now, but and they may not be as good as as athletic as Hanneman or, or Law, but there will be guys that step up and, and take those spots. Who is your biggest home run threat? You know, Kelton Caldwell is probably our biggest home run threat right now, um, but. I think we have seven guys on the team that can that can hit it out of the park at any given time. We're not a, we're not a big we're more of a pressure offense team, um, hit and run here or there with this particular team, uh, push bunt, drag bunt, try to move runners and execute, and then we'll take the home run when we get it. But um, Dylan Robinson has got that kind of pop. Bronson Larson, a freshman catcher, who who won't play tonight, but um, you know he he's really really going to be good. Uh, I, I mean I think he'll be a top round pick after his junior year, just trying to learn how to play the game at this level. Um, but I would say Kelton's our biggest home run threat at this point. BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood joining BYU Sports Nation, making a fantastic Sports Nation debut. And Coach, I know <laughs> that uh, you are a man of many talents. In fact, you I just learned recently that you were an official in the Mountain West Conference. You also did some games in the Big 12, the Pac-12, and so I'm just going to ask, if, if you have any free time maybe this weekend, if you could make your way down to Las Vegas. You're not really busy Officiate this time of year. one of the West Coast Conference tournament games, maybe the one that BYU plays in. That would be fantastic. He's a BYU alum. There might be an issue. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, hey, if they if they've got a check for me, I'll go anywhere. To <laughs> <for games>. <laughs> and <laughs> that is what matters most. Uh, we're not. We <laughs> exactly. don't want to get you in trouble with the West Coast Conference officiating, but this year. Uh, from our perspective, it seems like the officials have had a, have had a rough time. What what causes that in college basketball sometimes? Well, I mean, I think I think generally um, college basketball officials do a do a great job, and obviously, no matter what aspect of life you're in, there's going to be some guys that are better than the other guys. And um, if you, I think the the big thing in the West Coast Conference right now is probably the pay scale, same it was, as it was when I was refereeing basketball. Um, most most of the the better referees are going to take uh, a league that pays a little bit more money. And um, the Mount West pays more, the PAC pays more, um, the WAX probably a little bit more too. So when you have all these options for these really good officials that are that are really in demand, because um, they don't just work for one conference, they work for, like for instance, I work for all those that you mentioned, and you have all these choices on the table, um, you're going to take – you know, just you're going to take more money, and and the more veteran officials make more money, and that's kind of just the way it goes. And so I think, uh, it, this is my opinion only, but if the West Coast Conference um, bumped up their pay and they they paid their their officials more, they they would probably get more veteran officials day in and day out. Interesting. And uh, Dave Rose has tried to uh, bypass that by just putting in a, a backup post player to get 2,000 and then putting in Eric Mika. <laughs> and it's worked brilliantly. It's brilliant. It's worked brilliantly. There's different ways to do it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's finish with this. Uh, what are the, some of the team goals for your team uh, in 2014, Coach? Well, the, the number one thing is we want to make the, the conference tournament. That's, that's reachable and um, attainable, and we feel really good about that once we start you know, hitting on all cylinders that – that that should be a goal for us, um, and then the next is a regional. We want to. We feel like we we just need to be in a regional um, for the program for us. We feel like we're good enough. Our our starting pitching is tremendous with Desmond Paulson and Jeff Barker and Colton Mahoney. I mean, Colton's going to run it up there, 91, 93, pretty consistently. He'll touch 94. Uh, he was the closer before his mission, and he's and he looks really good. Our starting pitching is as good as one through three, as good as anybody in our league, and we have some pretty good pitching, pitching in our league. So, uh, you know, it's just it's really, once we put it all together, which I, I feel like we started to do it last week, um, we'll, we'll get rolling, and those are attainable goals for us. And, and, again, once you get in the conference tournament and regionals, you just never know. We've been in, in different places. have been in that, before, that situation before. Haven't had the most talented team on the field, and somehow you just find a way to win. So that's kind of our goal. Get there first, have a good, solid league season, we open up with San Diego next week, which is going to be very tough. They're the, they're the best team in our league right now, um, and hopefully we can be named the best team in our league <laughs> in, in a couple of years. So that that's our goal. BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood, fantastic debut here on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we wish you the best of luck against Utah tonight, your arch rival in-state. You can listen to it on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, or watch it on the W.TV. And, oh, by the way, if you need some uh, something to do when baseball season's over, we'd love to have you as our officiating correspondent on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> there we go. I'm good to go. And, hey, we're wearing Royal tonight, so we're nice. Royal. Awesome. It's going to be a fun night. You Bring got back it. the alumni. All right. Thanks, thanks, Coach. Jinx. Thanks, Jinx, Jerem. For saying thanks. Yes. <laughs> One, two, ten. You owe me a Coke. <laughs> you owe me a Gatorade. Let's keep, it, let's keep it BYU appropriate, huh? That's exactly right. Okay. Mike Littlewood, great stuff from him. We turn the rise and shout over to you, BYU Sports Nation, today. Tweet us who you vote 
who deserves the rise and shout today, use the hashtag BYUSN. I might say the baseball team for wearing royal blue tonight. Yeah. Dude, That's royal, awesome. Royal is so sweet. It is sweet. They, it looks really sharp. It's the exception. Some people want to go back to that. At Toshalin19 says, Tyler Haas gets my rise and shout always. Hashtag Hawstruck. And by the way, I'm copywriting <laughs> this hashtag. Hashtag Hawstruck. Okay. It's all yours, Tasha. It's all yours. By the way, the BYU baseball game starts at 8. I, apparently, I misspoke. It starts at 8, 8 Eastern, Eastern, 6, 6 Mountain. Mountain. BYU Radio. Yes. And the W.TV. You can, you can watch it. Get her done. Up next, we bring in one of the toughest guys on campus at BYU. Well, seriously. He has stitches in his chin right, right now. now. BYU Rugby Discuss next. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars open up West Coast Conference tournament play on Saturday. We are in the fourth quarter on BYU Sports Nation, the final 15. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio 2. Tonight on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, the baseball team plays its first home game. It's against the Utah Utes at Miller Park. Listen to the game live on BYU Radio with the voice of Cougar Baseball, Brent Norton. We turn the rise and shout over to you today on BYU Sports Nation. Who deserves the rise and shout? There are a ton of different directions you can go. Use the hashtag BYUSN when you're sending in your responses. It's a guest-heavy day, and we have a super tough dude in studio with us right now. His name is Kyle Sumption, and he goes by the title of BYU Rugby Captain. Kyle, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, thank you. How's Second your, appearance. How's your chin doing? You got you got some stitches there. How many stitches do you have in your chin? Just four, but it's doing good. Only four? You say Almost just four. four, like you've had more before. <laughs> well, I've had more stitches, but you know, got away pretty pretty clean on this injury. So Okay. Yeah, just below the chin. <laughs> yeah. But just part of being a rugby player, what's the worst injury, or best, I guess, uh, that you've ever had? Um, probably the worst injury I've ever had, just concussions. So those are always seem to be my my worst. Go do you currently have a concussion? N- I do not currently okay, have a concussion. So. <laughs> this is there good. are no helmets in the sport, so yeah, that's going to happen. What are the concussion protocols like in rugby compared to, to football? Um, you know, I'm not really sure what the... Football protocols are, but it's just, you know, you have to just wait to get cleared by your trainers. Okay. You know, just get really slow back into things, so. You've been playing with BYU during the season. You've also played with the United States, the Eagles, the senior men's national team in the fall, and you trained with them a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Tell us about that experience. Um, it, was, it was awesome. You know, anytime you get to represent your country, it's always a, you know, a privilege. I actually get to go back and play with them again here March 11th to the 30th, where we go down and have the World Cup choir qualifier game Very against cool. Uruguay. So. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. Wait, where's that game going to be played? It'll be, it'll be a home and away, so we'll play once in Uruguay and once in Georgia. Have you ever been to Uruguay? I have not. Uruguay. Uruguay. Wow. So th- this is during the season? Yes. 11th through the 30th, so you're going to... <clears throat> so unfortunately, I will miss a few games. You'll miss four games. Yeah, but n- none of our uh, actual season games. Yeah. So. You it's come co- back in time for the Wasatch Cup against That's Utah. all that matters. Absolutely. Was this part of the... Uh, pre- like, like, if you had to miss the Utah game, would you have gone? Absolutely not. <laughs> really? The, no, no There way. we go. That's what I was getting wow. at. Wow. That game with Utah is a big deal. It's called the Wasatch Cup. You always won it for how many years in a row? Five, six, something like that? Yeah, I believe six. What's that game like? Because, okay, you, you have the physical aggression associated with the rivalry among the fans. And then you can actually... Do something about it in the rugby game. Absolutely. Anytime you play Utah, it's always a brawl. You know, it doesn't matter what the teams are looking like that year. Both teams are going to bring their best game. So, 
you know, we didn't get to play them last year, so we're super excited to play them this year, you know, because they were disqualified last year. So we're all chomping at the bit a little bit, kind of like we are for this weekend against St. Mary's. Kyle Sumption, BYU Rugby Captain, joining BYU Sports Nation right now with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. You play as a lock and a flanker. Can you explain in layman's terms to those that aren't familiar with rugby what it is that you do on the field? Um, so what's pretty cool about rugby is 1 through 15, so there's 15 guys on the field at a time for one team, and 1 through 15, they all have the responsibility of running, catching, tackling. So everyone kind of has the same responsibilities. Um, the only difference is 1 through 8 is usually your kind of like your bigger lineman type of guys, which is the lock flanker, and then 9 through 15 is more of your running back, faster, shiftier guys. So unfortunately, I get put in the category of one of the bigger, fatter guys, but that's okay. <laughs> What's your height and weight? Um, I weigh 230, and I'm 6'2". So you're like a linebacker. That's that's kind of your build. Okay, we'll, we'll say line, but it sounds better. <laughs> Have you ever thought about playing football and putting on pads? <laughs> you, you know, I played football in high school, love football, but you know, my true passion lies with rugby. So, did and did you play for United? I did. I played for United. So it's United and Highland are kind of the two big rugby uh, kind of high school teams uh, in the state of Utah, and they end up winning the national title. One of them, like every year, right? Yeah, absolutely. They both have you know. The, very dominant team. So, you talked about looking forward to St. Mary's. That's the only team that has beaten BYU this year, and BYU hasn't lost a regular season match in who knows how long. It's been a long time. So they win by six on February fifteenth. But now they're coming to the to Southfield. What do you expect uh, Saturday in that matchup? You know, firstly, you know, this is a good time to get a shout out and just invite all the fans that we'd like to get a big. You know, big crowd there cheering for us. But Starts at 1 Mountain Time. Yeah, 1 o'clock. Saturday. Yeah, um, but, you know, it's going to be a physical game. You know, we lost to them. Um, to their credit, they probably were the better team on the day. But, you know, we were practicing hard, working hard to get back to where we need to be so that when they do come down, we can make sure that we're coming out on top this time. So, And for those who aren't local, you can watch it online as well. Go to BYURugby.com to get that link on Saturday. Kyle Sumption, BYU Rugby Captain, Locke Flanker. He is from American Fork, Utah, Team USA player. You destroyed Glendale 101-13. to Are they a Super League team? Um, it is. Yeah, they are a Super League team. And you, So they're, in theory, supposed to be professional, and uh, a bunch of college kids, the national champions, beat them 101-13. to How does that happen? Um, 100 points, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. You know, the... I mean, we appreciate them coming down, firstly, from Glendale to come play us. You know, it's always, you know, tough to get games, especially, you know, from away teams. So, um, but you know what, we just, I think we've been working really hard preparing for St. Mary's, and, you know, they just were kind of the game before St. Mary's, unfortunately, for them. So, um, but, you know, they're a good team. They are a good team. Over or under 100 against St. Mary's? Um, hopefully <laughs> under 100. You know, okay. It'd be nice to keep it okay. a pretty good game. So. Okay. Un- under 100. All right. You can score 99. We will allow it. Awesome. Kyle Sumption, BYU Rugby Captain in studio. Thanks for the time, man. Great to have you back. Hey, thank you. The Cougar Whip Around hits next, plus today's Rise and Shout, which we have turned over to you. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show! Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. You know what time it is. Whip time. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Whoops. 
Tyler Haas is the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, yo. Haas and Kyle Collinsworth are both on the all-conference team. Matt Carlino was honorably mentioned. Brad Waldo was dishonorably mentioned. Eric Mika was on the (laughs) all-freshman team. Women's basketball. Where's my mouthpiece? Jennifer Hampson is the West Coast Conference Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year, yo. Hampson and Lexi Eaton, both all-conference as well. Kim Beeson, Morgan Bailey, honorably mentioned. Men's volleyball. The Cougars stay at number two this week in the ABCA poll. BYU plays at number three Long Beach and Northridge this weekend. Baseball. BYU on a three-game win streak. We just talked to their coach, Mike Little, with the Cougars host, Utah. Tonight at Miller Park. Who? Utah. For the first home game of the season. First pitch, 8 Eastern, right here on BYU Radio and on the W.TV. Golf. Oh, the Fighting Pac-12s. I get it. The women's golf team is in the Bruin Wave Invitational. After day one, BYU's in 16th place. Alex White is the top Cougar at 7 over in 24th place. Cougars in the association. Jimmer Fredette scored two points in three minutes last night for the Bulls against the New Jersey Nets. Jimmer's points per 48 minutes. Where's it at, Jerem? 32 points <laughs> per 48 minutes. That is Softball. getting it done. Katie Manuma is the WCC Player of the Week after lifting the Cougars to a win against number 2 Tennessee last week with two home runs. BYU plays in the Stanford-Louisville Slugger Classic starting Thursday. Every time we say her name, I want to finish it off with a Leuna. Manuma Leuna. Leuna. Nice. Katie Manuma <laughs> Leuna. <laughs> Shout out to Ethan. Get drafted. Tomorrow, Jeff Judkins, BYU women's basketball coach, joins us. Sean Farnham of ESPN and Taylor Sander. The Sandman! Do it for me, Jerem. Nope, I can't. Oh, nope, it's got to be in the come moment. come on! Listen, you can't, just Fine. Pre- you can't just pull it out of nowhere. Come on. Fine. And later this week, John Beck will join the program as well. Former BYU quarterback and current BC Lion QB now. So we turn the rise and shout over to you, BYU Sports Nation. You've been sending in your tweets for who you think deserves it today. We've had some good tweets. We're going to start with our good friend Laser Sheep. He says, obvious choice is Tyler. But, I'm so I'm going with at Big Russia 5, Kyle Collinsworth, slash Eric Mika for great performances post-mission and freshman year. At Taylor Curse, my vote for the Rising Shout is Skinny Bronson Kafusi. This in reference to him losing weight. Dropping 25 pounds is impressive, looking good. At I Do Rock the Y, Coach Rose for the Rise and Shout for keeping the team motivated after tough losses. He, yeah. he has done remarkable things with this team in the back half of conference play. Crazy. Yeah, excellent coaching. Um, and I'm going to go, but my personal Rise and Shout vote goes to Jennifer Hampson. She doubles up. She goes uh, player of the year and defensive player of the year. That's never happened in the conference. I'm Tremendous. In, I'm in the boat with you, man. In that, the, that in the does year not where happen. she was expected to do well, she redshirted women's volleyball after being a first team All American and being in the Sweet Sweet Sixteen, and then she produces a tremendous year like this. BYU likely in the NCAA tournament if they get to at least the semifinal. At K Wilkins agrees with you. Ty Haas is the man, but Jen Hampson deserves the shout out today. Well done, Jennifer Hampson. Now, a couple of tweets we got that, quite frankly, made me laugh really hard. It had nothing to do with our Rise and Shout today, but one coming from at Dr. Johnson DDS, and this in response to a question or a, a picture that you posted of us here in Studio 2. It was a selfie prior to the show. Yes. With you and I. <laughs> and he says, uh, Jerem Jordan, is he being translated? In, super in bright, to me, super like bright light super on Super bright you. light on me. The answer is no. No, I'm still here. You're st- yeah, you're still here. I'm still you here. have work to do here. Yes, Spencer. much to do. 
And then at Cougars 10 said, I think Luke McDermott got a dishonorable mention as well. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me throw out some other dishonorable mentions. <laughs> that dude for St. Mary's that forearm shivered Mika in the face. <laughs> the dude for, uh, was it Kane for uh, Iowa State that yes. gouged Mika in the eye. Dishonorable mentions from you guys. Yeah, you the guys. three stooges. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks to our guests today, men's basketball coach Dave Rose, rugby captain Kyle Sumption. Baseball coach Mike Littlewood and everyone on our crew. You can listen to episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Have a good one. Boom shakalaka!